Sunday evening. I don't think we've done a taping on Sunday evening yet. I'm trying to think. Usually we reserve these recordings for... Here comes Amber. Uh, we usually reserve these recordings for Fridays and Saturdays, it seems like, with the occasional weird weekday. But I think this is our first Sunday recording. Sunday, right, Sunday, Sunday. There's Amber. <laughs> Marnie's here with us tonight. Marnie! Hello! Marnie! Uh, yeah, Marnie's visiting. Marnie, I've known forever. She's a wonderful friend and a paranormal pal. Great. I wish you could have queued up some kind of children's song right there. I forgot my I forgot my sampling. Dang thing. it, load that up, Scott. Dropping the ball. I, I well, we just literally I like the sound of a rainbow exploding. I'm actually doing the what does show. that sound like? A, a rainbow exploding? Yeah. A friendship rainbow exploding. Uh, with love. I I don't even have the damn thing. Gross. I don't know. That's what, not what, that that's wrong. Well, I you said a rainbow exploding? Yeah. A friendship rainbow. Should have some Tinkling and with unicorn lasers, right? I don't. I don't. Ha- no. Okay, you got kittens. What <laughs> the fuck is that? that? I don't know what that is. <laughs> that sounds like a turkey on cocaine. Uh, how about that one? I guess that's our rainbow exploding. That, that, yeah, actually, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah. That's Not quite what I envisioned. All right. Pretty damn loud. No. No, enough. That was the unicorn laser. Oh, that was the unicorn laser. Yeah, Good we're, one. We're off to a great start here. Yeah, I'm, I'm out of it. I'm doing, the, and I was saying that's what I was saying. I'm doing this show old school in my boxer shorts. Also, it's one of the benefits for having your own home. Studio. Oh, and the difference between doing a show on a Friday and a Saturday is we have cups of coffee in front of us, and not yeah, cups we're all of whiskey. Drinking, <laughs> we're all drinking coffee, and I think that's why I'm just kind of like. Huh. What? We don't have alcohol. Coffee joke, uh, Jones. No, no, the problem is this. We don't have alcohol to motivate us. Before the show, we and we're going to talk about our activities for the afternoon, um, including Marty obviously visiting us for the weekend. Um, We got back from our activities that we're going to discuss here in a second, and I decided to go take a bicycle ride, and and I and I timed it while I was just busy with stuff. I timed it wrong. And I went out and it went from spring to winter. Typical Michigan. It it, dropped 10 degrees, 10, probably more than that. But I didn't want I'm like, well, I'm out here. I want to get this done. You know, I'm going to ride. So literally, my goddamn fingers were frozen when I got in the house. And, you know, then a bunch of other hilarity happened that just pissed me off. Oh, yeah. He comes in and he treks grease through the house for some reason, which I, of course, would just look at and go, oh, let's clean it up. Chain oil. Let's clean it up. No, Scott turns into Tasmanian devil. And has the shit to out of me. freak out over it. It was all over the tiling. It was fine. But I'm feeling like, I don't know, you might, you might understand. Well, you both might understand this. When you put your body through that much suffering <laughs> for a while, and that's kind of what the whole idea of exercise and, and, and doing stuff like this is to make your body suffer to a certain degree, and, you know, it makes you stronger and stronger. So, especially with cold like that, and I suffer my body out, and I come back into the warmth, well, I start to naturally relax, but and I and you guys right before we when you guys were eating, I'm like I I'm so fucking cold. I want to lay. I gotta wrap up in a blanket. I'm frozen here. I felt like the dude from the Hateful Eight when he came in out of the out of the cold. If you guys have seen that movie, and it's like you want some stew later. Must get warm, and he wrapped himself in this like. I tried to wrap you up in a blanket of love. That it wasn't enough. No, I needed an actual like blanket mm-hmm. blanket. I'm oh. sorry, it just didn't work. Oh. Oh. 
Good try. Yeah. Good try. Oh yeah. So yeah. See, I fucking lose no matter what in that one. <laughs> yep. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna die on that one no matter what. But yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel now. That's why I'm glad you made coffee. Cause I'm like I'm really feeling strung out right now. I'm just tired because I froze myself half to death. Now I'm warm again somewhat and. I'm just like, uh, okay, we're let's still do let's still record this show. And there is a reason we're recording this show. Well, because Marnie's here. Uh, and we wanted to hang out and chat with her. But we went out today. Where we go, Amber? We you, went you, to beautiful Flint. No, it was Burton. <laughs> well, actually we were in Burton, well, technically speaking. Outskirts of lovely Flint, Michigan. I guess Burton would be considered like the suburb of Flint, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so which you know, there was a good reason. Uh Move on, Michigan Move on was having their. They have like well, Bill said they do like five minis a year. Yeah. You know? uh, so they were having a meeting. At, uh, was it Wally's? It was Wally's. Yeah. Excellent food. It was actually a decent yeah. breakfast buffet. Usually yeah, really you have good. breakfast buffets and they can be like sad eggs, squishy sausage, undercooked bacon, sad toast. So like the whole thing's just depressing, but everything was oddly. Good. We've traveled a bit, so <laughs> I, expect, I, I have high expectations with the ho- with the for hotel, my breakfast buffet. With the with the with the generic hotel breakfast buffet, yeah, that you, <laughs> that you get, yeah, you get you get pretty good at gauging the quality uh, after about eight hundred different meals like that. But no, the food was really good. Um, we got there. Uh, they started their uh, UFO, the field, well, yeah. field training at field ten a.m. They actually have a field training class they do. Michigan move on. And uh, I mean, we, we decided to sleep in, I guess. We needed to get – everybody was up late last Marnie night. Marnie and I were up late, and we can talk about that a little soon, later in the show, what we were doing till 2 a.m. Mm. <laughs> it's good times. Good times. Let's just let that sink in for a minute for all the okay. listening audience. All right. Because uh-huh. all the creepers are going to be like, ooh. Like all the, <laughs> all the Bonnie's listeners. Oh, yeah, Bonnie's listeners. All the listeners. Bonnie's listeners, they're going to let – just mm. let that sink I'm in. I'm surprised you don't have a drop that's like – no, I think we did have a sex. We had the we had the. What? I thought we did have that thing. We had a sex. Oh wait, no, we had the. Um, what the hell was that one? Um, oh no 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 no! We're spending too much time on this. Yeah, no, stop. Yeah. I don't know. I had. I we, have, had we just have to make a goal to work better on our drops. Well, the problem is, is that I I am trying to talk on the show too, and it's tough to do that and like you know, do this shit also. Oh. So you're expecting too much of me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so make whatever sound. You know, no. we can just do our own damn sounds. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm the sound effect machine then. I'm the official ghostly talk system. sound effect machine. Yeah, yeah you. stare at the, yeah, uh, Boogie Nights. You want to see me kick some ass? Uh, I can do that one. That's Boogie Nights. Sure. That's porno. I don't know. All right. Uh, what do you want me to do? What was I saying? No, I forgot. Move on. Breakfast right, well, no, buffet. Yeah, move on. Uh, but yeah, we got, we got, kind of got, um, got there at the tail end of the field training thing, which was really interesting. It was fun to listen to that. I uh, kind of wish we would have got there a little earlier now just to hear what they had to say about that. Because it's an, because it, I don't know about you guys, but the one thing that um, I noticed, I mean, it's it's much more intricate than I thought it was going to be. It's, no, I mean, they actually what, do a background check for people that join MUFON, unlike a ghost hunting group where you later learn that they were child molesters or something. I've actually, those well, stories have heard, existed. We've heard this while well, we've heard Yeah, this. like some guy that got out of prison and started a ghost hunting group, and now he's in people's homes and going through rooms that they're not in. Well, that, that, that's an interesting idea, because we were chatting about this last night, Marnie. Um, I don't know if you were, you were kind of bouncing around, but we were chatting about that. And the one thing I said, and I've been saying it for years, uh, you know, on this show at least, is that with the paranormal and any okay, anything I'm going to say right now, I'm saying this from a place of complete objectivity. Well, you know, and I've I've spit plenty of venom about it in the past, but I'll just say it again: the paranormal is is a field, and I'm saying that in quotes. 
uh, an area of interest that I'm saying in quotes also, where the barriers to entry are very low. Absolutely. Period. Okay. You guys have heard this before, and I'm going to keep saying this over and over again because it's a fucking fact. All right. So, you know, and yeah, I'm sorry. Somebody with a past like that. I know, you know, this is really tough to like try to be fair about this. I've got to move this bottle out of the way. I can't see. I know, you I'm just looking at your face through a plastic bottle. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. That's beautiful. Uh, it's very tough to say this and not sound like a total jerk off. Let's just put it that way. Because, yeah, I, I know how you feel about people like that. I know how Amber feels about people like that. And I definitely know how I feel about people like that. We probably all share the same opinion. Uh, but, you know, any other field, like, you know, if you're going into any type of discipline, study, that's going to follow you into it. I mean, if you're going to college, if you're going to some type of certification program, something like that. You're gonna. It, it's gonna be. Oh well. What, you have you know, to take classes. You have to, well, you have to disclose information. Right. You have to disclose information. Prove you period. learn things through tests. And it's usually disclosure. And, I mean, that's the that's the thing is well, disclosure. You have to give that information over and right? bring credibility to the field. Yeah. Of anything that you're doing, but yeah, but and that's where I'm saying the barriers to entry are very low, and it's. I don't think it's changed. Like you know, even with my personally, my limited exposure and participation in this field these days i know it's still the same i don't need to be told any different right the barriers to entry are very low anybody can just go in and like we were saying last night and like i've been saying for 15 years now oh now i'm a president now i'm a vice president now i'm an expert now i'm a specialist now i mean because people love to give themselves titles i know i've bitched about this so many times but it needs to be said over and over again People love to give themselves titles because that gives them some degree of importance and self-worth. And that's great. I mean, I have titles. Amber has titles. Marnie has a title. We all have titles for our professional lives and things we do. The difference is, and I'm not putting us on a pedestal, but it's just a fact, we earn those titles. I've never taken on anything in the paranormal studying this stuff or taking a title myself and again, I'm not putting myself on a so on, you know on a pedestal or jumping. I'm really, I'm trying to stay off the soapbox, but I've never taken a title in this field myself where I didn't earn it. Host, producer, engineer of this show; those are all things I've earned. Those are all names I've given I've I've given myself because well, that's kind of the job you're doing, right? Am I a master producer? Am I a master engineer? Am I an expert at any of this shit we're doing right now? God no, absolutely not. However, the, the, the meager title of amateur producer, amateur engineer, <laughs> those are all things I think I've earned in spades now, right? So, self-worth, those ideas, I get it, right? That's where you, and you know, it's very easy to, and I mean, we've done it. I know I've done it. I mean, I, I'll admit it. It's very easy to be cynical and just be judging things as you see them. We've all seen it. Matching t-shirts, Facebook page. Whatever. Rockstar <laughs> yeah. band photo. Fuck all that shit, too, right? Arms crossed. <laughs> Come on. Everyone looks tough and grim. Well, well, I'm so sorry we're bitching about this, but it just gets But it my still skin. exists. Nope. It's still out there. It hasn't gone away. Well, that's what I'm saying. I just said, I, I mean, with my limited exposure to this thing, I know it's still going on because those little times I put my, put my toes back in the water, I go, fuck, it's the same thing going on, right? So, I mean, how do we get here? The MUFON structure, that they actually care. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay, thanks. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Well, it was a, a huge list of 
criteria that you have to meet in order to and and you study first. It costs money. The book is like who said that? The well Tom, we were talking about Tom, our yeah. our dearly departed friend Tom, who was part of this show. Um, you said the book was like he had a book. He, it was a gigantic book. He was yes. a field investigator. He was Our friend a, Tom was a was he was a certified CFI. Yeah, very. Uh, yeah, he had to study yeah. the entire book. He had to pass test. it with eighty percent proficiency. Yep, and he did on his first run. Yep. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he had in order to become certified. So it's not something that he stepped into and said, "I'm a field investigator with no knowledge whatsoever," and then learning as as he went. So very credible, and that's what was very impressive today was to see that laundry list of, you know, here's the things that you have to meet and do prior to us giving you an actual certification and representing them. Well, and we were on the tail end of that, too. Right. So we just got, like, the last, literally the last 20, 25 minutes of this, and I was like, man, this is a lot of information. This is an information overload here. Those other people were there for an hour and a half before us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, holy crap. So... That is very interesting because still we're dealing with a field here where it would be considered fringe. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody who's, a, again, it's the same thing I think with studying ghosts and things like that. No one has, I mean, I'm sure people claim to have answers, but I don't believe that. We're still dealing with things that we would consider the unknown. So there's, gonna, of course, going to be people who have a lot more experience than you know younger people, people coming into the field. Um but to be, I guess, with the idea of MUFON, which I really like, is that they're trying to arm people with as much information, as much knowledge as they can. Here are cases we want you to review and study where you're going to see patterns. I mean, this is, I mean, I don't, I mean, and I'm not trying to, I know all this stuff, but that's the idea as I know they're presenting. Like, you know, we're studying, this is still something that's in study. We don't know some of this stuff, but here are the trends. Here are the patterns we're seeing. And I know that a lot because we've talked to Bill, too. Bill Konkoleski, mm-hmm. who's president of MUFON, Michigan MUFON. And those are some things. I mean, a lot of this stuff's based on t- statistics. So, and that's, I think, that's what I think makes it so important. Because I was sitting there thinking, because there was people uh, during the meeting before the speaker came on after we ate. And there was, like, a one uh, a young lady uh, who, who was, like, their investigator of the year. Yeah, she did yeah. like 20 cases yeah. in one year, which I think I remember hearing the guy say they only expect at minimum, if you're going to stay an active certified investigator, you have to at least tackle one case and close it yeah, yeah. every month. Mm-hmm. And she did like 20 in the year. And it sounded like it even involved like going out of state to help the Illinois move on with cases. And so that shows some dedication for sure. Well, I I was thinking about that. I'm like, investigator of the year? And I, I mean, I won't lie. I was kind of like, you know, snicker, snicker. But I'm like, well, what what is this person doing? Because, I mean, I, I'm really, I'm on the outside of this thing. We've known Bill for a long time. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not involved with MUFON. I'm not a member. Of, I'm not even a member of MUFON, right? I mean, right. I'm much less a field investigator. And I was thinking to myself, like, what, you know, this person who is receiving this award is adding to a greater body of evidence. And what I was saying before statistics, here's the patterns we're pulling from those statistics. We're pulling information from that data, right? So that person is making a very, very grand uh, contribution to what they're doing. And that's why I'm like, well, that's why that person's getting, and that's cool. That's totally awesome. Right. So, but it took me a minute just to process that and see what was really happening here. You know, I should know this shit by now. Well, but I'm stupid. I don't know things like that. I have to try to like analyze it like I did. And yeah, it's it's really interesting. What was that? 
And even the MUFON people have to f- have cases where they have to filter out the bullshit. Because in ghost hunting, I was talking about this with Marnie earlier. I'm like, you are basically investigating stupidity sometimes. Because you're going into someone's home, ignorance and stupidity, and they're like, I got a ghost in my attic. No, don't do the I'm accent. Sorry. You always do the accent. You're going to get a sue. <laughs> How, what? what? Does someone have like a claim on that particular accent? It's a, I can't do well, that because it's trademark. What you're saying is that you always equate stupidity okay, with, with that accent. Okay, southern accent. It's fine. Okay, so the person which I, which says, I take offense to, and I want to find a safe space in the studio right now. Oh my god! Because the majority of my family okay, is so from the south. The person calls. No, no, said, no, no! I want to oh talk Jesus. about this now. Oh my god! You are upsetting me, and you are upsetting my family heritage. Okay. Well, your grandma sounded like this. Hashtag me too. No, so, I know. that's something different, isn't it? Yeah, that's. But my grandma abuse. wasn't stupid. My no, grandma she was wasn't a very stupid. smart lady. Well, okay, she was a beautiful, fine. progressive okay, woman. Wonderful. So anyway, I will choose a different voice. It will be this one. I have a ghost in my attic. Please investigate and check it out. I am scared. Is that is that kind of more ambiguous? That's nah, pretty ambiguous. Okay. Yeah, I think we can go with okay, that. Okay, so that's my ignorant, weird person that wants their house checked out. Just just watch it. Anyway, you go in and... We're sober right now. Oh Next my time you're drinking, dude, she's going to forget. I'm going to start speaking another language. Anyway, so <laughs> you go in and go, you know what? You got a raccoon in your attic. Yay, problem no, solved. No, I now, don't. What are you talking about? It's a ghost. Damn you. So anyway, Tom had said that when he joined MUFON, he did discover there was that whole brand of stupidity and ignorance, more ignorance instead of stupidity, within the UFO, UFO realm because someone would put in a report to MUFON and say, oh, my God, I saw a UFO go by at this time, on this night, on this day, whatever. And so then Tom would bring up some software that would show you exa- exactly what the stars looked like that night, the sky, and you'd see, oh, the space station went by right at that time. That's what they were seeing. Or this particular planet was extra visible this this night or something. And then he had to go back and tell them, well, I'm pretty sure what you saw was the space station, especially given that they were like, it just moved slowly in the air. You know, it didn't do any crazy maneuvers and disappear and come back or well, people um, people are very eager to have an experience. They, they want that experience, and some yeah. people can handle the fact that you've told them, hey, it's not really as fantastical as you wanted it to be. Oh, okay, well, I guess that's good too. But so there's that degree in both realms of ufology and then ghost realm um, that you got to filter out that crap as an investigator. So you could be – that woman could have been doing 20 cases, and maybe only two could have been actually really that interesting. Had some kind of, you know, something solid with it. I don't know. I think I think what became disheartening for me, like we talked a little bit about this last night, Scott, where, you know, when I when I was um, delving into this and the paranormal and um, doing a couple of investigations, I by no means knew everything. And I had some experiences. Boy, I really wanted them to be the experience. Everyone does. But everybody does. Mm -hmm. But and many people are for whatever reason, not able to discern, you know, or use discernment and think through all the possible scenarios because they don't want to. They mm-hmm. want that experience to be there so bad. So over time, I became very frustrated with with that. And then because then how do you help the person? How do you help the person that, you know, they're having this disruption in their home or whatever? Um Things are scary to them. Maybe yeah. somebody else is terrified, and you're there to help them. That's what I was feeling I was there to do, not for the notoriety, not for the, you know, I'm a 
Well, I think you're there to help them, and then you're you're also there as the ghost hunter, hoping to have an experience. We, of course, you want the experience. You know, you want something to be going on in their house, actually. <laughs> but you you do you do you do from that that. But the reality is, most of the time, it's not. It's not. And then you're trying. Then you take it from the perspective of let me try to help you in in this way. So yeah. you're not so terrified being in your house, and people don't want to accept it. And anyway, that's. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate for a second and say I've never really been out to help anybody. I'm going to take a, I mean, I know it sounds really harsh coming off like that. No, no. But that's an honest statement. I, I mean, when I actually was active working in the field and doing things like that, I mean, I've talked about that too here. But did you ever indirectly end up helping someone? I don't know. Oh. I've told my, my, <laughs> my line to people back in the day was always, Look, I'm going to come here. We're going to, you know, we're going to take pictures. We're going to take audio, probably take some video, whatever it might be. You know, somebody may come here who's a sensitive. I mean, there's all types of things we can do here that I know of. And if we don't get anything, I'm going to show you what we have. If we do get something, I'm going to show you what we have. I'm here to collect data or collect evidence, I should say. Um, but you're I'm going not, to give an honest response yeah, back yeah. to the person, and but you're I'm not, not going to create the thing happening. But I'm not educated. I'm not certified in any way to help someone mentally, and that's why my point with that is I'm going to do all this, and one way or the other we're going to show you this stuff. However, the other side of the pendulum here is what if we did get something anomalous on a picture or whatever, right? right? Um, can you handle that? Because I can't help you with that. Right. Yeah, Here's you a get an EVP which, that's like, get out, and it's yeah. clear as day. Well, like, what you, ah. and this is what I've, I've been saying this for years, too. Someone who thinks they have a haunting in their house, it's this, it's this fun, silly little thing. Like, oh, we, yeah, we got a ghost. <laughs> yeah, right? And, and nervous laughter. <clears throat> so, you know, but there's no verification of that. Now, people who take the term ghost hunter, which I, Doug and I established the term ghost hunter is a really... I'm, I think I ever used that term really because you're not a what are you hunting? Right, exactly. What are you? What are you hunting? Right, you're observing. That's what. And Doug said that. God, fifteen, sixteen. We're geos, ghost yeah, observers. Yeah. No, he, Doug said he's like I'm, more, I'm a ghost observer. I think that's a brilliant. Um, wait, yeah, wait. Um, yeah. There's you know what are you hunting? You're not gonna you know I'll be bag one. You know <laughs> it don't work. Right? <laughs> um, but my point is just that when I I talk to people I would and I've told people off on the air the same line. And I'm going to keep saying it because it's just the most logical thing. I'm going to we're going to record all this. We're going to we're going to capture all this stuff, and we're going to show you no matter what. Can you handle that? Because you're putting some type of faith in me now that I know something, and I'm very clear. Like I don't know shit. Okay, I I don't. You know more than I do probably. Um, but you're still putting that faith no matter what. You're still putting that faith in me because you think I'm some type of authority in this thing. Ooh, Ooh man, I'm that, in was that, that was Scott. That was all Scott. Um. So basically, can you handle that? That's all I can say. And people, I'm like, I'm going to give you five days to think it over. This happened to me on three separate occasions where this happened. I'm going to give you three days to think this over. Mull it around and see if it's something that you can handle. Because you may consider what I show you verification of your suspicion, right? And the, there was three separate occasions I can I can remember where people did call back and say, you know what, um, we taught that we had that talk after over coffee, and I thought about what you said, and you know what, you're right. I just don't want to go any further than this. 
And that's a very educated and smart thing on that person's side too, right? Right. Um, I don't want to be responsible for someone running out of their house at 3 o'clock in the morning in their underwear, running down the street. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be responsible for that. That's not helping people. No. That's hurting the hell out of people. That's mentally screwing people up. And I think they're still, to this day, again, being kind of unplugged. I still know it's happening because when I get I put my feet in the tips of the toes in the water again. I keep hearing about it. Oh, it's definitely a demon. Ah! Oh. That, those type of things. Oh, there's definitely a ghost here. How the fuck would you know? You have no idea. You have no idea if, if a house is haunted or not by the idea of what haunting is, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody has any idea. I don't even know. I mean, we have, I know you can look it up on Merriam-Webster or whatever online and what is a haunting? And it'll tell you what their definition of it is. But honestly, that's, an, that's a construct that we've kind of weaved together in our brains. I don't really know what a haunting is still, right? It could be mental. I don't, Right? Could be. It could be spatial. Could be. It's like the Philip experiment. The studio, this little, what, this isn't a studio. This basement, I'm <laughs> pretending like we got our shit together here. Uh, <laughs> this basement could be haunted, like our first studio we had, which was the haunted basement. There's a lot of things that could, I, I don't know, right? So what is a haunting? I mean, I, I'm, I'm really going down the rabbit hole here, but I mean, these ideas, I think people try to quantize and simplify it so much and try to make it into this simple little box. Well, it's definitely you. If you've seen that and experienced that, you definitely have a haunting. Now, this person's shitting their pants every night. Right. Because somebody they consider ha who, who they consider to have some type of authority in this field, who may have only been doing this for a year, right, mm -hmm. has told them that their house is haunted. Going right back to the original point. Low barriers to entry. Um, that's why I like what MUFON's doing because, yeah, it, from what I was watching, I'm like, this is a real serious vetting process. You have to be serious. You have to really be willing to put the time in. I mean, I've seen, I mean, what they were showing us, I'm like, I've done certificate, my professional certifications that I have, um, career stuff that was less intensive than that. It's why like, because there was about five minutes where I was like, uh, maybe I want to do this, eh. you know, this would be cool. And then after I was watching more of them, I'm like, there's no way I can keep up with this crap. I just don't have the time for it. I have too many other things going on. So this is a, it's a serious thing. I find that really interesting. And everything we're saying here, I mean, going back to this point, it's, it is from a place of respect for me. Like, wow, this is, this is really intensive. You have to really be serious and really be willing to put the time and money into it too. I mm -hmm. mean, they have to, this stuff's been put together. It takes time to do that and money. So I think, you know, you have to make a serious commitment if you want to be a CFI for MUFON. So I, I was really impressed with that. I mean, and again, we only caught the, and I the have tail a feeling, end of it. I have a feeling they were also trying to sort of, that was also like a little bit of recruitment, trying to say, hey, come on, come on. Because a lot of oh, those yeah, people sitting there were just, you can be a MUFON member and pay your dues and just come to meetings and mingle and hear a speaker and, yeah, and that's those it. Weren't all those aren't all, and some of those people, there's, physically they couldn't be an investigator probably. But they, yeah. yeah. And, and I was surprised at like how much older the MUFON crowd is. There are a lot more senior citizens in that crowd than what you'd find necessarily at, let's say, a paranormal conference, where it's like, yeah, there's probably some people in their 60s, and but I 
they're far and few between. It's sort of like 20 somethings, 30s, middle aged. Kind of goes, though, back to all the seniors some of are at MUFON. insane as far as, you know. Well, they've been, and, and they've been an accredited organization for a long time with a structure. Well, I, Unlike ghost hunting stuff, that's always just a mess. I think um, I've noticed this before today. I mean, and I, I hate to generalize, but, but the UFO community. Is that, is that a way to say this? The UFO yeah. community, UFO investigative community. I think I've noticed because we've been to other conferences. I've been to other gatherings that was more, you know, that was more geared towards the UFO, the study of UFOs or ultra terrestrial. I love that term. And I heard that today. I was like, oh, I wrote that down. I'm like, oh, that's good. I like it's just it's a really cool idea to play with. Um, I found that those communities are comprised of older people. I think. You know, because the UFO study, I mean, it goes back. We're well, Roswell, we're yeah. the 40s. Yeah. So well, and you have that's a lot of kind of what I was saying Yeah, earlier. a lot of those people, I think, were very young or, if not, adolescent age at that time. That was right? their ghost hunters on sci-fi. It's, yeah. This is what was yeah. showing up in the papers the next day with Roswell crash, you know, whatever. Which and, I, think is, I, I think is really, I think it's cool because, you know, you have a community of people in that age bracket. I mean, these people have decades and decades and decades of life scientific and personal experience to back this up so i mean am i saying they're you know i'm not trying to compare like the ghost hunting community and the ufo community but they are it does seem like and this is just an observation from what i've seen too um that they are there is a bit of an older demographic with Mm -hmm. the ufo community which is totally great there's not a thing wrong with that but yeah you did there was only a handful of young people like at our table we were at two young guys sat down there yeah we might have been the youngest table and well there was a few other young girls and yeah there was some there was there was some some young younger people they were scattered it was peppered through the place majority of the people there they were all in their 60s 50s and 60s yeah so easily um which is considered young yeah i mean you're not going to say compared to the ocean Oh my god! Compared uh, to the universe. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, that whole I've noticed that too. There is, a, I think, it's an older demographic, and that's great. I think it's totally cool. It, I, I think people who are older like that. I mean, I think we can all agree on that. People who have more experience, they don't just jump to conclusions. Right. Oh my god! It's a yeah. Well, I right? yeah. What? What were you gonna say? Maybe not the ones in the room, <laughs> the people involved. You're, yeah. Well, but people. Yeah. In, I mean, you know. I mean, well, as an investigator. Yeah. If you're a CFI, I mean, if you're. Well, you're definitely not. I, from what I'm gathering, from what we saw today, yeah, and the yeah. little bit that I know, definitely not jumping to conclusions so quickly. If you're a certified field investigator, look what they. They're there to give an honest response. Of course, yeah. everybody wants well, to see. And they run them see. through the ringer. I mean, from what yeah. I'm seeing, you, you again, you have to be run through the ringer. You have to be able to see things and understand what they are. Right. Well, and then Fox News out of Grand Rapids was there. And then I had asked a guy who sat down at her table for a bit. I, what was his role in MUFON? Was he like an – I know he's well, the he editor a, of their a, newsletter. He does a, a radio show or a podcast. No, he had something. But anyway, he had some role in MUFON too. But anyway, I asked him, like, well, what's their what's – their, story why are they here what are they looking for and he's like all comes down to that new york times article that came out in october and uh or november whenever it was um he's like now the media would you know wouldn't even dare set up their cameras in here be like whatever you guys are a joke and now all of a sudden they're like oh we want to talk to you because the new york times just did a little soft disclosure piece on the government and what's going on at the pentagon so it's coming out i think he'd said 
February like 8th. I don't know. Bill will probably share the link. So I'll be kind of curious to see how they spin the Michigan MUFON news piece there. All in five minutes, which is usually only what it is for a clip. Well, yeah, they're going to they probably film maybe a half an hour worth of material. And yeah, you know, they'll condense that. It'll become a supernova. Of I saw <laughs> them interviewing a kid who one of the younger, the few younger people there holding a UFO or like an alien doll. Yeah. And I'm like, naturally, he'll end up on the camera. Well, oh. he's, he's wild looking. 100 yeah, percent. You know, I didn't see it. yeah, I saw that. I'm not, and I don't yeah, know what they were talking about. Frankly, it they been, should have been interviewing Bill. Because Bill could have been awesome. No, they did. They, I'm sure oh, did they, they did. Good. I hope they did. No, Bill's they brilliant. did. Uh, well, no, it's interesting that they're there, and there's not. I mean, I know there was in that that gentleman we talked to. I know there was kind of some like, yeah, now they're taking us seriously, you know, because of this thing. Uh, but it's still positive, I think, too. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I can understand someone who's been banging their head on this thing for a decade now and being like a lot of people studying this stuff. You get shunned, you get your eyes, you know, eyes rolled at you. Uh, it, it's, it's not an easy thing to do. I know we all know that. Um, and now and then to be shunned and ostracized for so long. And I'm not saying this is the end of it. I mean, this is just a little if you're on a, on a graph, this is just one of them little blips up. It's like, oh, man, we got some interest here from some people. I mean, has anything really come out? You know, I, and I'm going to be totally, I'm going to feign complete ignorance on this. This New York Times article, does anybody have any information on this? Can we can we chat about this for a second? We've already talked about it. We, we just talked about the New York Times article that was some type of soft disclosure. Was there any other details involved with that? In what way? What do you mean? What was it about? We already talked about this on a previous. We did. Pod. Yeah. Well, that's because we were probably drinking. Oh my god. <laughs> what show? I don't even remember. Holy crap. I don't know. We talked about it when it came out. Well, that's one of my rules, you know. What? I've gotten I've gotten very good at that, and like the other people that I work with on the movie podcast, they're so surprised by this. I tell them, I don't ever listen to a show I do anymore. I haven't listened to a show I did probably. Since like the last half of Ghostly Talk's original run, I just never listened to it. Well, I should say there was very few that I that I would go back. They were they were really fun, you know. And they're all fun, but I just hate the sound of my own stupid voice. I to the point where it just makes me like cringe when I hear myself talking. It it feels good when I'm doing it, but it's terrible to listen to myself uh, afterwards. So I don't listen to these shows. Not for lack of interest. It's just I okay, can't Okay, well, to refresh your memory, ass. the New York Times. So, yeah, based on that, refresh my memory. Okay, the New York shit. Times article was about uh, a old. black project that's the Pentagon's been spending whatever millions of dollars on researching UFOs. And? Okay, that's that's all I got. I don't have the article in front of me okay. or all the details or the names. Well, and usually all that you're stuff. sitting there looking at your phone I anyways during the I show. I think... figured you might pull something up. Oh, yeah, I could, but we've already talked about it. No, never mind. Forget it. I'll look it up. How's your Final Fantasy going, by the way? Yeah, well, I got attacked. My empire got destroyed, and I don't have any more troops, so I'm not. I don't have it logged in right now. I don't know if I'm going to keep playing. Oh, that's so sad. Yeah, it is sad. Yeah. You going to be all right? I don't know. I don't know. They killed all your troops. Yep. I'm trying to learn the game, and some guy just comes and slaughters me. It's cool. Maybe you should do like the South Park thing and like go out and like get a bunch of experience points or something. <laughs> And I'll just feed you hot pockets, like. Oh gosh, I turn on Google to during, uh, the, pro, during the Paul Stanley song. No, I turn on Google to look up this article that Scott's harassing me about. And the first, the first, I don't know if this means. Okay, wait, wait. This is also creepy. What? This might mean my phone is listening, and it's tailoring articles to what it's hearing because the very first article on my phone 
is extraterrestrial life. And it's called Evidence of Aliens in Mexico of did you, the did you type kind. In a, did you type in a search thing? No. So where's that at? Google News? Yeah. Well, you have your Google News set up to, for certain shit, right? But it's just kind of weird. So it says, uh, mysterious artifacts found in cave claimed as proof of visitations. Oh. This looks fake. No, no, no. This is fake. This is fake. Okay, I, I know we can't bring up a picture, but they are showing a picture of what I'm going to show Marnie, which looks like a gray, cliche gray alien. And if you are someone like me who loves archaeology and you've looked at plenty of artifacts throughout your life in photos and in museums, that is fake. Well, there's a lot of that out there. New ancient artifacts discovered in a cave in Mexico are being claimed as evidence extraterrestrials visited Earth about 5,000 years ago. The finds are weird and a little spooky, with sculptures portraying creatures with large eyes and elongated heads, similar to the popular depictions aliens seen in sci-fi movies. They wrote that wrong. Anyway, some other artifacts portray spaceships. Fly- this is not stupid. This is oh, stupid. By the, oh, by the way. This is dumb. This I, is fake. I, I found it. Thanks. All right, anyways, I just wanted to... <laughs> Throw that out there for Stop you. Stop listening to me, phone. <laughs> Here's an idea. Now I'm going to get a Turn it on. off. No, I can't turn off my phone. Okay, I'm going to look up the article. Talk amongst yourselves. Well, I, I, I thought, are you looking at your Final Fantasy scores? No, what I'm are you not. Doing? I'm typing in the goddamn article. Calm down. I'm looking it up. All right, well, anyways, yeah. So that was, that was there was a lot I, I know, I well, I extrapolated from that. I found that really interesting. Um there's a lot of due diligence involved with becoming a CFI. Above my pay grade. I can't do it. I, I can't. I just don't have the time for it. I wish I could, right? Yeah. They really are. Uh, okay. That's, this, a, that's elite. I got it. I okay. am thinking about it. What do you have? Are you? I am. What do, okay. What's, what do you have, Amber? Okay. So for a refresher for you or anybody out there that's just tuning in, this article was published December 16th. I was thinking it was already October, November. Um, and this, pro- this, okay, so this program, $22 million spent on what they called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. And um, the Pentagon didn't want us to know about it. For years, the program investigated reports of unidentified flying objects, according to Defense Department officials, interviews with program participants and records obtained by the New York Times. Okay, I just read that wrong. It was run by a military <laughs> intelligence official, Luis Elizondo. Elizondo, on the fifth floor of the Pentagon's sea ring, deep within the building's maze. So basically this came out and that Louise Elizondo is now with Tom DeLonge and the Two to Stars Academy and the whole disclosure thing that he hopes to have happen with that. And that's all I'm going to tell you about that because you can just go Google the hell out of this if you want to learn more. So there you, you go, Scott. something last There's your refresher. Night. I thought, was that you, Marnie, that mentioned... Um... To the stars was done taking like investors. That's what I read. Yeah, the other and I day. don't know what the reason exactly is for that. If they just only wanted to do it for a limited time, and that's that, or that's what? If I, I, it was it was came through my email, so I took a quick glance at it, and I believe that's what I was reading. So. Okay, interesting. So they, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Why? Who was the speaker again? Oh, <laughs> look it up on your phone. Hold oh on. my god, I can see his face. I remember faces. I, I'm terrible. I'm the worst. Well, we're all a little. Uh, we're all kind of crusty today. <laughs> exactly. After this thing, it was a long day. 
it was a little warm in the room. That was my only complaint, and I think everybody agreed with that. I think it was about 90 in there. <clears throat> it was a little warm in there, and it was. I had to step out All a few right, times. I got it. Who's, who's the speaker? Okay. Steve Ward. Steve Ward. God, that's a and he spoke difficult about, name to friggin' remember. Well, what the hell's wrong with us? He spoke about his program was called High Strangeness, and he basically talked about all these what he calls window areas and uh, yeah. where really strange stuff happens, like the TNT site at Point Pleasant, West, or in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, where the Mothman was seen. Um, and then he talked a lot about legendary investigator John Keel, and all the books he wrote and kind yeah. of the different things he pointed out and a lot made of it correlations was with. Because we've been exposed to that for so much. Well, yeah, but it did so motivate long. me to actually go and read a oh, John cool. Keel book, which I've never really done. I've never read Mothman Prophecies. I should. I saw the movie. Yeah, Richard Gere. Um, which made no sense. <laughs> Terrible movie. Terrible. But anyway, he just kind of brought up a lot of stuff. Jacques Vallée, John Keel. These people that have been talking about this stuff for years, things that motivated him as a kid to keep exploring, and then just sort of made this connection between the UFO and, and kind of the paranormal world, or how well, even yeah, folklore that, plays yeah. into effect where people go, oh, for hundreds of years they've talked about seeing fairies, and people have blipped in these locations, and now later on in the you know 21st century, people are, have, are blipping, but they're not blaming it on fairies. They're saying UFOs and greys and aliens. And one thing that was interesting is he brought up how the greys did not really come into being until like the 1980s. And then all of a sudden they were like, that's what aliens were. This is what they looked like. And I think I can tell you what started that. It was Ritley Strieber's book, Contact, with that creepy-ass alien grey on the cover. Does anyone, do you guys know that? I do remember. You, uh, it I know what disturbed the hell out of me when I would see that in the library when I was a kid. But that wasn't mentioned. The greys weren't you, mentioned back from Roswell because they talk about. They were like I thought it was Coca-Cola. aliens, but. Didn't Coca-Cola like give us the idea of the alien? No, Santa. I mean, it's, oh. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, what he put in his coffee? I want some of that. But I know. I mean, really, it, I don't. I don't. Oh, Doug, I don't. God, I don't think. I don't know. I. I don't. Don't anyone quote my research lack of on this. But that's what he was saying. Something about that the yeah, Greys yeah. weren't a prevalent thing in UFO pop culture until the '80s. Otherwise, it was like UFOs. You know, of course, you had the robot ones, or like they all had stun guns. And I don't offhand remember what the Roswell ones. Besides, they they look childlike. They, they would resemble grays. Yeah. They, they were large skinny, eyes, large eyes. Gray. But I don't necessarily, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be worth looking into to see. I, yeah, I'm going to stop. Stopping. I don't, nice I don't know ever. enough yeah. about it to have. I know. Lengthy, I don't want to keep rambling you know. when I don't know every fact out there. So, Well, it's interesting to think about what the modern interpretation of what an alien is. I mean, now it's very simple. I mean, it's just this upside down pyramid shaped head with big eyes i mean it's so the graphic is so easy now and it's imprinted in our dna basically it's what our idea is so it is interesting to talk about um you know where this idea came from and how it's become where it is where it's iconic now so i mean uh, yeah we get i'm sure the history of that is wide and vast uh, but i don't remember i mean i remember growing you know obviously i grew up in the 80s um and that's kind of when I, I'll agree. That's when I kind of did start seeing these images, these ideas. And they were in all types of books. It well, in abduction cases, uh, Benny and Barney Hill, they were the first abduction case. There wasn't abduction cases going back to the 40s and the 30s. Benny and Barney Hill started with them. So 
that whole phenomenon yeah. in itself is. And he kind brought of, that up. He mentioned he mentioned them also. Yeah, Steve you can't that. talk about a UFO, you can't give a UFO sort of little mini history without bringing up no. Benny and Barney Hill. I, I I had my comments when we left. And it's one thing I thought when I went on my bike ride, I thought this thing through. And you guys mentioned that because I'm like, well, it was just. Anyone need a coffee refill? Yeah, I do, uh-huh. actually. I'll be back. I was like, well, it's just a lot of stories. I mean, that's what I said initially, you know. And can I have my. Here's my cup. Oh, you're going to bring the pot down. The caroft. It's not a pot, it's a caroft. Um, it's one thing I said. I'm like, well, it's just a, it was just a bunch of stories, um, which was a real short sighted response or knee-jerk reaction to what Steve was talking about because we spent years on this show going, you know, after after a handful of years hearing all these different ideas about all this different type of stuff that you would put under the term paranormal or fringe or strange or weird. Um, one thing Doug and I really started realizing, we're like, what's, what's more important is how this stuff's all related. Yes. And that's what Steve's point of this his whole thing was. So once I thought that through, and I was literally freezing when I was freezing my ass off on my bicycle uh, earlier, I'm like, that, that's what what's wrong with you? You know better than that, Scott. So that really put his um, his discussion into perspective for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, really, what I took away from that was like, wow, he's got the same ideas we do. Yeah, I was I was really happy to hear that come full circle in that conversation. I was trying to piece it together at first yeah some of these stories i'm not familiar with like you guys are Mm -hmm. but um that really got me excited because you know we don't i i don't sit around and talk to you or a ton of people amber's Mm -hmm. about the only person i talk to about this stuff yeah and um and that's not very often anymore but i so my my whole idea on all of this has has come to that too in the last uh few months especially saying and i find myself deep thinking all the time by myself yeah, and it could, it's enough to drive me insane, because taking all these different things that I've I've read about, studied, or you know had conversations about for years now. Yeah, how does it all? It has to all be pieced well, together yeah. because there's yeah. there can't be that much, that many different things unrelated. It has to be related. And that's that's something we yeah we spent a lot of time. We spent a real good chunk of our time back in the day with this show. You may not, people may have, may have not heard it, but it was something we always had kind of going on in our minds. We'd have people on and we would always be kind of thinking about, well, how's this, what's the glue here? It has to be. What's the glue here? What's, the, what's, what's happening here? How does this apply to the grand scheme here? Which we, if you take that, if you believe that idea, that's the mentality you're going to kind of adopt is, well, how, okay, fine. So there's a ghost. Well, how does that apply to the whole grand unified idea of this thing? Um, but that gets kind of complicated because, you know, that that's, then you're dealing with the mind then. I mean, you know, th- does this all apply to the mind now? I mean, I, I, I was obsessed with synchronicity for a year. Well, the mind stuff is where my, my field of study was. Yeah. My, yeah, my, my yeah. degree, my, my area I've talked about for years. Yeah. So I'm taking that piece now. And I did, I started doing it back when, when I got, I, I stopped doing any type of paranormal investigating because I started to really piece all that together because I was heavy into school at the time and finishing yeah, my degrees yeah. and started to see the correlation with some people, not all of them who had claims of something in their house or whatever mm-hmm. of 
that kind of that mass hysteria kind of idea not to say it was exactly that but you know that idea of um being able to um manipulate an environment without even knowing you're manipulating the environment and the same is true of um of your body so or I shouldn't say it's true. It's not an absolute fact because then that goes into a whole, I can't claim that unless scientifically I can prove it. But, um, you know, our minds have such a grant, a great capability to create and you will see what you believe. Well, and what was said earlier too, you mentioned that, and I've been thinking about that since then people are, people are so eager to have an experience. Mm -hmm. Um, I was young and I know when I was young and I was doing this sort of stuff, I was eager to have an experience and damn it. I did. Were they real? Absolutely not. Big secret. They, <laughs> they weren't, they weren't, they were things I look back on. Now I had one where I really remember I was, I was literally hallucinating because of the environment that I was in, the stress that I was under. We were in a pitch black hallway with a little bit of light at the end of the hallway. Sure. And you're st if you stand in a, in a hallway that long. Scared. Well, or, yeah, scared. Well, I was more excited. scared. Like, honestly, we were scared because we were in a building. I mean, I'll say it. This was many years ago, and I'm not going to disclose anything. We were in a building we weren't supposed to be in. <laughs> and we were going to get caught. Yeah. <laughs> and that was going on. So there's the stress. There's my eyes. And there's this long hallway because we're standing there. And I started seeing shit moving around. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, demons. Yeah, well, de definitely demons. Definitely uh, demons. But I started seeing something, and I started freaking out a little bit, and people started shooting their cameras, and we looked, and somehow we were able to get the hell out of there without getting arrested. Uh, got back, looked at everything. There was nothing there. Mm -hmm. There was nothing anomalous there. It was my eyes going nuts. Um, I was much younger. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe there was something there, but I don't think there was. I can honestly think there was nothing there. It was my eyes playing tricks on me, literally. Mm -hmm. uh, along with some type of stress that I was under. Because now I'm like, okay, when are the cops going to come rushing in with their guns drawn? Right. That idea, right? So, I mean, people are eager to have an experience. Well, see, I, you know, going back to when I was young, and Amber knows this, you know, I grew up in a Baptist home. We didn't talk about these things. If I did, Mom would just, you know, quickly, it's all, it's your eyes playing tricks on you or whatever. So you, I wasn't eager all yeah. the time to have these experiences because also in my church those were things that if you did have experiences then you were uh evil or demons. devil that's what yeah demons, demons it is Definitely what would demons. be taught in some so when i did have an experience and i did wait wasn't your house your first house haunted or like some stuff was going on well there was stuff going on like i can't cupboards? make a claim that the house was haunted per se because no matter where i go Stuff happens. Something's going to yeah. happen. Eventually. Yeah. I'm not looking for it. I don't look for that stuff anymore. Um, <clears throat> I went through a period of time where I did. But in that house, absolutely. I was 16 years old. Lots of stuff had happened. But nothing as clear as this or as scary as this one particular um, incident when I was 16. And my parents left the house to take my brother to a church thing. At yeah. And I was in my room like I always was as a teenager. And... My cat was in there with me, and I heard clinking in the kitchen down the hallway. So I went out the door because I thought it was odd that there were dishes moving around. And it was obvious dishes moving around. 
And I had the cat in my arms, and I stepped into the hallway, leaned in, kind of peeked down, and son of a gun, there was this tall, it was a long black trench coat, black top hat, no face figure, darted out of the kitchen around the wall into the dining room and then went right downstairs. Shadow, a type of shadow. I mean, I'm not saying it is one, but I get but, like a type of shadow figure. I, yeah, but those are like, this, they talk about shadow figures having almost like trench coats, hats. It, it, I mean, it, it, spy versus spy, we've always You said. know, not, not some, yeah, it could be a shadow figure. I don't, mm-hmm. it had a trench coat. I'm not saying that's what it is. I'm just saying it's something like that. Idea. No idea, but I knew that the, the interesting part was that it was physically moving objects in my kitchen and my cat saw it. So then my cat's hair did the big explosion, and mm. it, she started hissing, and she went after it. So I knew I wasn't just seeing something. I, I, I saw him move through you know, two rooms and downstairs. And when he went down the stairs, that was really creepy. Did you hear the, the steps? Like You couldn't hear the steps. He flew. He was, he, it looked like he was just gliding down the steps. <gasps> yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. There's something about, there's something, I mean, and again, this is probably Hollywood infecting my, my brain. I've seen this, the idea, and I've heard these stories of, you know, people seeing things and a figure just kind of moving. Not he, stepping where, because when you walk, you know, your body just kind of undulates. He didn't have any feet oh, like, that I just, could see. Just, I just saw a coat. It just moves. He just went oh. down the stairs like you could see his top hat go down. So anyway, the cat runs oh. after it, and I go back into the bedroom, shut the door, shaking, crying because I want somebody to come home. And I sat up against the wall facing the door until I heard my parents come home. When my mom came home, she came in, and she's like, I could hear her saying, what is that noise? Where's the cat? And she yeah. um, she went downstairs, and she come back up, and she come to my room. She goes, "Why was the cat locked?" We had a room on. We called it under the porch. You know, it had a door. Yeah. She goes, "Why was the cat locked under the porch?" Oh my god. All I could say was, "I don't know," because I didn't want to tell my mother what I saw. So anyway, there were experiences like that. I, you know, I I've moved to other places where I've saw stuff. It's not frequent. Mm-hmm. You know, the things I doubt the most are the. And not that they weren't real or they didn't happen, but I always will question myself on are things I hear or things I vaguely see or something yeah. out of the corner of my eye. But these that particular incident wasn't out of the corner of my eye. My cat saw it. <laughs> you know? yeah. I used to have these experiences when I was young. Yeah, like, like you know, 10, 12 years old. I, I remember one particular night I was coming back from my friend's house who literally, he lived in a cul-de-sac. Which we like, you came out. It was on the street, and I called this like at the end of the street, and then there was my street, like literally just one around the corner. He lived from me, so it wasn't a far walk, but I was walking back at nighttime, uh, and I felt something looking at me. I just felt it. I mean, I, again, I'm as psychic as this coffee cup in front of me right now, but <laughs> I felt something. I just had something that made them what little hair I had on my little adolescent body at the time. I don't know what happened since then. <laughs> Freaking gorilla now. But uh, what little hair I had, I made my hair stand up. And I remember looking at a car in front of me, and I saw something that appeared to be like a shape of a humanoid. <laughs> I don't know, a person. Um, looking around, like, you know, you play games, you look around a corner, <laughs> you know. That type of idea, but when I, my eyes 
when I recognized something in front of me, it seemed as if it just went and just kind of went back. Like, it's, oh, shit, jigs up. I'm gone, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I remember running to see what the hell I did that for. But I, went, I remember running to see, and I come around, there was just nothing there. I heard no sound, no running, no nothing. Um, but there just wasn't anything there. So, I mean, it's same idea. I don't, I, I don't remember. All I remember was a figure. But it was, you know, it was nighttime. But it wasn't, you know, it's that kind of cloudy nighttime. And when the, we get that cloud cover bouncing off the moon, you do get a little bit of a, a hue of light. Right. It's dark, but it, you can still, your eyes are adjusted. You can see things. So this was like pitch black in what was dark, but still light enough to see things. Plus, we, I think we had streetlights there, too. So there was there was some type of light going on. I could see things. So I that's one of those things, too, where I saw that, heard no sound whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he had a hat on because we keep hearing that. I mean, uh, Heidi Hollis, the young lady who's on our show a bunch of times, that's one of the things she talked about a lot. She the same idea, like these, this this hat. hat type man. We always said spy versus spy. That was our closest uh, comparison well, the, to it. You know, the image I have, like from listening to Coast to Coast, you know, and and any stories about Hat Man. Um, he seems like, you know, he's very intentional according to the, what they're talking about yeah. with delivering whatever message he has or scaring people. This thing. Someone's I, like, you scared it. It seemed, it seemed to be running away it. from you. Yeah. And then it was like, screw that cat. I'm locking that and, thing and up. the same thing happened with me. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever I saw, I just took off. Yeah. Well, and you encountered something similar too. Well, not similar, but you, do you feel the thing you encountered at the park was startled by you, or do you think you were more startled by it? That might have been mutual, and I, I cannot even put a name to what I saw. It, 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 I've never seen anything like it before Yeah, as a little again. backdrop, um, I won't say the park, just because so, it's such a lovely park, and I don't want anyone to be terrified, especially if they live in Michigan. Absolutely. But Marnie was in a— How responsible of you. I know, right? Go. Marnie was in a park, and um, you saw something. You were there by yourself. First of all, okay. walking around, it I was hiking because it's got like hiking trails. It has and steps hiking trails and, yeah. and stairs, and when you get, you go into the park. RM RM. Take the yes RM. Yeah. You take these stairs and you go down. Then it there's a trail that will veer off to the right, as you know, and it will wind be- between trees. And um, out we're talking to about the dunes. enchanted pine forest. Nope. Opposite no, end. the opposite end over by the beach. Oh, okay. All right. So, all you right. know, where all the treed areas. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So as I came down there and I was hauling pretty quick, I, if I'm by myself out there, which isn't anymore, but when I used to go out there, it was really quick because I just wanted this quick workout, get out. And as I was entering into the trees, I heard something first and then I caught a glimpse of, I don't even know how to describe this thing. It was really thin and lanky, long arms, long legs, and tannish color, but no clothing. And I could see it run, and it would it would leap. But it wasn't an animal. This was skin mm-hmm. looking. And uh, it was... It, it could leap through the air so fast and would and it went and hid somewhere. I mean, it looked like it went right <sighs> into the tree. Every time you tell me that, I always get chills. I so, think it's so creepy. So I stopped, of course. I wasn't going into the trees. I was scared 
shitless, <laughs> hearts pounding. And, and I'm like, turn around really slow because I don't know why I slowed down. I should have just ran, but you, you slow down when you're like, yep, yeah, I'm yeah. going to sneak out of here. If I don't move, it doesn't <gasps> see me. So when I turned around and I, I turned my back to it, which was so scary because I didn't know what it was, and I keep walking, I could hear it breathing. And it was panting like a human would pant. You know, it was going, <sighs> like it was scared. So it was hiding from me. It wasn't making an effort to come after me, but it's like I startled it coming through the park. I was the only one out there. But um, I don't know what that was. It it was like human and not human at the same time. It was like human And was it hard to make animal. out? Like, did you see it solid or was it fuzzy? Sort of like no, it, it was, was a solid thing. It was solid. It was solid. <laughs> and and. Like I said, it, you know, it was like this color of on the desk mm-hmm. here, that tannish flesh, kind of color. I know, it's flesh not color. Well, not flesh color because, of course, you can't. That Crayola got in trouble for that because it made flesh color peach. Okay, I get what you're so, saying. Yeah. The, so, yeah. You, no, like, but, like, it, it was a tanned yeah. color, a golden tan color. Yep. But the the, the skinniness, like the, the legs and the arms were so... Skinny, yeah, slender man, but not bony in any appearance. Is that, the, is that that? Isn't that that dude? Well, it's made up. Slender man, made up. I was, I was, I was thinking of that, but I couldn't think of the name. That's, but that's, that's made the, up. But it's totally made that's up. That's totally made up. But this is like this was. I know. What if though. this is like some kind of Native American spirit? This is the real slender, you know, man. the skinwalker, you know, something bear walk. It would definitely be you something know? that's not like you or I. Yeah, but I can't. I can't put a name to it. I couldn't tell you what a facial structure looked like because I didn't see it. It was yeah. moving too fast. Yeah. I have no idea to this day. Some interdimensional being, right? It's like, oh, crap, I got yeah. seen. I, it, that's that's the puzzling part. It's not like anything's trying to scare me. I'm scaring it when I go, yeah. Well, I'm hearing more and more about this, especially about cryptids. Cryptids are coming back. Well, cryptids, but th- that there's this idea now and it was mentioned Steve mentioned that today too Steve interdimensional Moore, that Bigfoot you know or other Sasquatch or something like that which is why there's no evidence of bodies it comes but... phasing in and out of our reality and its reality and that's why you see it every once in a while yeah. and yeah that's why there's no carcasses well but yeah I don't walk through the woods deer die all the time and I don't see deer carcasses everywhere because nature does its course fairly quickly well, that's what so I'm saying, you know that's one thing you know I, I forgot who I ta- we talked to about that years ago but we said that we asked the same question. Um, what the hell was that? It don't matter. Um, we're like, you know, why didn't somebody find a carcass? It's like, well, the same thing with deers. They get eaten up real quick. You're in, in the forest floor. will eat something up in a day, man. It's gone. I mean, scavengers will come from everywhere and just chew something up to the point where there's nothing but, you know, but bones. Even that stuff kind of just gets buried after a while. I don't know. I mean, I believe that. But at the same time, when it comes to Bigfoot. Um You'd have thought by this time you might have found something like pretty conclusive. There's a documentary on Netflix I was telling Amber about that I just, out of curiosity, watched it because I Bigfoot's something that I've never really gotten heavy into, yeah, or thought much of. But um, but I thought, yeah, I'm gonna sit and watch this documentary. And now he goes out, and I can't tell you where he's at because I didn't pay that close attention. I was working at the same time, but he was uh, he's out in this area in the mountains. And he takes professors out there, and he's trying to show them his evidence and what he does to bring them in. And apparently he's – but he kept using the word species is what I'm going to get to. So I found that to be an interesting take. There wasn't anybody talking about this, you know, 
going in and out of another world or, you know, anything like that. He talked about it as if, you know, there's this other species well, that's sitting species. out here. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, there's something to be said about this also. We keep saying that there's, I mean, it's established conclusively that there's parts of this plant that we just can't get to. Mm-hmm. Antarctica, underneath the ice. It, you know, you just can't get to it. So Bottom that, of the ocean. And they know that there's species and probably more people that have just not been discovered yet. The bottom of the ocean. They're just starting to discover some of the most insane-looking creatures I've ever seen. Yeah, if you're worried about what aliens look like, just look at the crap at the bottom of the ocean. Just do a quick quick Google search on deep-sea creatures. (laughs) Just look at the... No. Complete and utter (laughs) nightmare fuel. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Some of the stuff... Oh, my God. Anyways. um, So... I mean, I don't know. I mean, a species, like you said. Is this a, a species we just haven't discovered yet? I, the Patterson film, that's like the film. You know, I, think, I think it was the Patterson film. Yeah. That really put the hook in me when I was young. Bigfoot was kind of like this freaky thing. Like, I was kind of obsessed with it for a short time. And it was after. I remember seeing the Patterson film for the first time when I was in Tennessee with my, my all them dumb people. Ah! Um <laughs> <laughs> when I was when I was down south at my grandparents' house, I remember seeing the Patterson film for the first time on TV there, and it just blew my mind. It was one of the most haunting things I thought I ever saw, given the context. If you're told what the context is, um, and I became obsessed with that. Of course, over many years, there's been, you know, both sides of this thing, and I'm not going to claim to be on any of those sides. You know, oh, total hoax. Oh, you know, person in a suit. Blah 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 blah. Um, have they really, I mean, there's all types of impressions and footprints and there's, there's lots of evidence out there. Um, but still there's just yet to see something where it's like, this is conclusive, right? Uh, which is what makes the the whole Bigfoot thing, at least to me, so interesting, not from a fact that I want to have it, see it proven, but well, we're talking about real things here. This is supposed to be a flesh and blood species Mm -hmm. creature. And we just can't seem to find a goddamn thing. Well, you know what? Cue up up the the Netflix documentary. It's like an hour and a half, something like that, hour and 50 minutes. But um, cue it up because he has photos that he's taken. He has – he. it's interesting. I don't know what to make of it. Yeah. Um, Because Bigfoot's one of those things to me that's just kind of – Bigfoot has always been like the – like he's – what do you – why would you – you're trying really hard to be delicate I, about yeah, this, I'm trying to be PC about well, poor well, sweet Bigfoot. Maybe something we're it's not like, that interested in. That's all. Well, well he's it, always been like yeah. the laughing stock of the paranormal. No, no, I, I wouldn't call it that. A little bit. I don't agree. Okay, you're a ghost hunter. Oh, sweet. Oh, I'm a UFO. Sweet. I'm a Bigfoot hunter. Oh. Like, you're sort of a little like. The, cool. and, and that's okay. where the, the cryptids are enjoying a comeback now. There, there's like cryptid conference things happening and all this stuff. But, you know, earlier on your points, I know, I know there's foxes in the woods at night and certain nocturnal animals i never see them you know i have yet to see a barn owl in the wild and i know they are out there but i don't see them i mean same concept with bigfoot maybe well are you well, out it's, there it's in the sure, wild yeah. no okay because <laughs> i've seen an owl and i've seen the fox but I'm, yeah when i've seen them in coyotes but, and you know well, the reason, and I, that thing there's is the just certain reason. animals that you don't see often and it's the other reason though too is that the forest at nighttime, the deep forest at nighttime, 
that's not my turf. Mm. That's their turf. Terry I'll just Cohen. leave it at that, man. I've been out, I've been out in the forest at nighttime, and it sucks. You think like you know people take light for granted. Oh, it's scary. People just take illumination for granted. Like mm-hmm. if you've ever been somewhere where there is no light, I have. It's it's like it really puts the hook in you. Like wow, I the only way I'm gonna be able to see anything is if I like light my cell phone up, which just makes it even creepier because now you only have that one little light in front of you and that's blinding you half the time that's killing yeah and everything can flash, find you or, now you know, or a, yeah exactly or a flashlight <laughs> or whatever it might be it's again nightmare fuel right yeah um uh, but yeah the idea that idea and just you know much like the sea like i said the deep ocean the sea that's not my turf and that's why i mean that's just humans I've been saying for years, the human body really is a very weak <laughs> structure compared to some of the uh, the vicious, ridiculous things that walk or swim this planet or fly this planet, whatever it might be. We really, you know, I know the brain. OK, I get it. We got the brain. We figured out the gunpowder thing and that was kind of the game changer and all that stuff. But pound for pound, the human body. I don't know. You ever watch the gym, the gymnasts? That Mm-mm. stuff's gymnastics. Oh, gymnastics. Yeah, oh, I thought well, that's, you were referring you watch to something that oh, yeah. specific. That's, that's like on. That's inhuman to me. Now, what they now, do now? Put them in a cage with a with a hungry tiger. They just flip around. <laughs> they just flip yeah. around, and then they'll get tired. <laughs> Tigers ain't gonna get tired. It's hungry. Yeah, it's not gonna get tired till it gets fed. You just keep that back flipping away. Faster. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's my point. Is just that I know. I know. There's some amazing athletes on this planet, but yeah, a tiger claw. One swipe. Cut you in half and you're done. So really the human body, I think, is it's funny. It, it, and that's why, yeah, that the forest is that's that's their turf. And the sea, that's your turf also. Yeah. And I respect that. It's nice to look we at. We should it. start it's, leaving yeah. Bigfoot offerings at night. Well, here in the in the suburbs? Yeah. Yeah, because there's Bigfoot all over the place yeah. around here. Can, you can come to my backyard. <laughs> yeah, we probably have more luck in Marnie's backyard. I think yeah, we just have pos- more, we would just have possum taking it every night. Like, put a trail cam out there and just see the same possum every night. That's as far right. away. Yeah, that's as close as we get to cryptids um, here in the occasional suburbs. skunk. I had one living in. We one had of the- kittens in our backyard yeah, for had, one summer. You would wake up in the morning, look out the Feral back window, cats. and there were like <laughs> kittens galore just playing in Feral the backyard. She's, and she's setting up a like, she's setting up like a little diorama in the garden. No, so I had water because it was like ninety degrees. I put water out there. We had we had Aww. we had the, the sweet little things need water. We had a possum move into one of the hose reels, like one of them had those big boxes, you know. Uh, and one morning, I, I was just you know reeling the hose out to water something, and I opened the top up and I'm like, oh, oh shit! That was my story. I had to. I came oh, that in, was you. Yeah, that was me. Well, that and then me I too. came in for you to save me. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, I did the same thing happen to me a couple of days later when I forgot about it. But yeah, that was the initial thing. You're yeah. right. I was I was I was in a meeting here at work, and she comes running in the house freaking out. And I, and I go out there and I'm like, oh, you know, and I actually put food out for the guy. I felt, I'm like, you know what? He's not hurting anybody. He, if he wants to live in the hose reel, he's more than welcome to. So I gave him some food and gave him some water and said, chill, wow. man. You, you can live there. I mean, it's up to you. I just got to use my hose every once in a while. Don't bite me when I go to use the hose. That's all I ask. And he was putting his little nose out the side and stuff. I'm like, all right, you're cool. Just, and, but he ended up moving. He left. Like one day I come over to, I would come out to give him some more food and he took off. Oh, that's... You know, it kind of bummed me out. I was like Tony Soprano when all the you ducks You got a left. better offer. 
with the ducks. And I just fell over in the yard. I, just I love passed that episode. Out. Yeah, I just passed out. <laughs> oh, the closet's ah, gone. I miss the Sopranos. <laughs> I ended up watching that. Um, the first week of this year, I told you, I got, uh, I was a wreck. I was just, uh, I got that death flu that everybody got. And I was thinking about doing this when I was well. And I got sick. And I'm like, well, I'm in bed working, just working from the house here. So I took it on. And I got to season six, episode three. Season six, part one, episode three. And I just gave up. I couldn't do any more. I have them all. <laughs> I'm like, I'm burned out. This was like, mind you, this was like six days uh. with a work. I mean, I just, I was watching The Sopranos literally for like 16 hours a day Ugh. for six days. Because I'm like, I want to get through it again, right? And, and I, you know, I enjoyed it, but I got to that point right where Tony got shot and he was in the hospital. He got shot by Uncle Junior. Yeah. He's in the hospital. Spoiler alert. Whatever. It's like 20 years old now. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. You know, some people actually now. get mad about that still. They'll be like, well, I haven't seen it. Well, you anyway, had 20 years to watch that. Well, that's their problem. I couldn't watch it anymore. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm done with this. I want to watch some sci-fi. I just got to get my brain off the whole gangster thing, you know, and just... Yeah, but I ended up getting through that. Yeah, I watched it again. I mean, I would consider that pretty much the majority of it. It really is. Yeah. Um, the last season really got weird. There was just it did. the angle. I don't know what Chase was thinking, but it got strange. But still an awesome show. But, yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. I, yeah, just, I just busted through that not three weeks ago. But, yeah, um, yeah, possums. Um, yeah, that's about as close as we get to cryptids here, I think, um, in the suburbs. We've had skunks. Skunks are pretty cool. They don't bug anybody. I don't. I don't. No, they don't bother you. I had one spray outside my bedroom window. Well, the spray. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. yeah that wasn't because of you. Yeah, though. they're cute, but I might have made. I had the window powerful. open. I might have made noise. That thing woke me up, and the 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 smell from that got trapped into oh, my bedroom. It's brutal for days. Yeah, Mm-mm. and it was like burned into my nostrils. No. I swear, for the next twenty four hours. It's it's it brutal. Sick. It's 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 ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, I don't, yeah, Bigfoot, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> skunks, possum, Bigfoot. <laughs> Someday, well, hopefully, we'll see something. But you know, I mean, it seems like you know the thing about this though too. How many years have been studying this with Bigfoot now? I mean, I'm not shitting on the whole cryptic community or their idea, but no, I just you think like 60, 70 years, longer right. than that probably. No, there's probably a, this is probably a, a, a century because there's there's sightings that they say they've seen things that go back that far, and this is just from the layman talking, right? You'd think a hundred years, but you know the same thing with with ghosts, though. I mean, studying ghosts for over, you know, way over a hundred years, and there's no proof of that. There's again, it just keeps going back to the same. There's no proof of anything yet, right? Um, and but are we? I mean, what's going to be the proof for ghosts? Well, that's the problem. That you, what, you how can't. do you prove it? You yeah. can't conclusively prove it. Bigfoot, if this is supposed to be an actual. Physical well, that's what we're thing. saying. That's, so that, yeah, that's, there should be some. Well, You're and right. UFOs, a craft. That's yeah. more dramatic, well, though. That, that that's what my point that. was earlier. Is that that's where a ghost. This, this thing with cryptids is either. like these are supposed to be solid, tangible, living species out there. I don't know, right? Did I? I gave you the name of that Netflix. We can find it. Yeah, definitely take right. just just to get get your opinion on what he's doing. Because me, I didn't really have one, but um, it was interesting anyway. I mean, has, I'm, pl- I'm playing the fool on a lot of this stuff. I really am. He has a he has pictures. I mean, yeah, he has pictures of them, and and you can see the face. I mean, pretty clear. He's got it zoomed in from the trees. So I don't 
I don't know. I don't know how credible he is. I don't yeah, know yeah. who he is. Well, um, even that. I mean, even he, the way the world. I mean, we're fake news and all this mm-hmm. shit. I mean, especially now, like right now, we're at a point as people, at least in America, that I really feel that we're at a crossroads right now. We really are. There is there we are there is some there is a vibe in the air. There's a funk. It is. It's a funk in the air, where we as a society. At, we're at a crossroads, and the point of that is just yeah. The news is one thing. I don't trust shit no more. Mm-mm, I don't either. I question it, everything. I question every, and I, you know. All right. That's great because I was. That's what I was told to do when I started studying this stuff. Question everything. Question right? everything. And that's cool, but um, that leads to some, some serious, serious crippling paranoia. Yeah, you're checking your sources, sources, sources. And yeah, and well, it's like, and it's ah. got it's gotten to a point now where. If somebody was to come on TV and go, okay, I got it back here. I shot him. He's hung up over there. We got DNA coming in. We're going we're gonna to prove this on a genetic level that this is a Sasquatch. Here it is. There you go. I'd still go. That's CGI. CGI. Here's the thing, though. It's a fucking suit, man. It's a it's a monkey suit. I love I I I love watching this, and yet it's frustrating too. But on Facebook, you see all this. You know, people reposting their articles that they've read, getting all riled up or excited, whatever the case may be, according to that article. Yeah. And 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 it's funny because it's what they want to hear, but everything else then is fake news. So if it's an opposing view of something, and not not talking about you know this last year of, of BS, I'm talking anything. So people are so quick to believe. So somebody else looking at that is going to be like, yes, it's Bigfoot, and it could be a stuffed animal. Well, someone who wants to believe, it. right? So it just is. And that's the pro- I mean, especially with the paranormal, <clears throat> especially if you do a, a radio show. Don't do a radio show. Uh, I had one. I, I, <laughs> the I, hardest part about doing this, I, and I know Doug would agree with this too back in the day, was we are inundated with different ideas every time we do a broadcast. And then coming off of that broadcast, we're inundated with more ideas coming off of that with people who are on an opposing view of what we allow to be presented on our broadcast, our, our production. Mm-hmm. Which I've always found interesting because um, this is my idea. This is what I believe. This is what I believe is the way. And I mean, this is what, hey, listen to the shows. They're up there for free still. Um, this is some of the stuff we heard. Um, and we, as good people, we're like, well, let's hear what you have to say. Um, and then the emails would come in. <laughs> of course. And that just goes back to this thing, like, well, yeah, this is the right thing. This is our idea, man. This is well how we think ghosts manipulate whatever in nature. I mean, I'm totally playing the dummy right now, right? Sure. This is this is how you we didn't use the right accent, by the way. <laughs> this is how we think that ghosts are supposed to do in nature. Okay, now I'm now I'm yeah, following. Um, <laughs> Someone will be more offended probably by that accent. Yeah, that's 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 the oh. idea. That's the idea. Um, 
so all everything they're going to present as far as news now, and it just, let's just pretend like we were back then now. Well, this is everything we're going to present as news. I, I'm having, and I don't want to turn this into a political conversation, but I've been, I've been listening to a lot of stuff lately, just getting ideas. Not because I believe in anything, but I just want to hear what all these different I, you know, people have to say as far as ideas about the world, how culture works. Um, and yeah, one person who's on the conservative side is going to have, they're going to they're gonna lean, and I've seen this, they're going to lean on ideas and extrapolate things from people they don't like, they, what they would consider their opposition, and extrapolate ideas from there and then put their spin on it. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing goes on the other side, the, the, liberal, the liberal side or whatever. Um, they're going to take something from the their enemy or whatever. I don't know. They're, they're, they peed somewhere, I guess. I don't know what happened. Um, and extrapolate the same way and then put their own spin on it. And I've seen the same thing done with the paranormal, too. I've seen this done where people take it. And it's even easier to do it with this because there's oh, no. Well, there's not. It goes back to an hour and a half ago when we started talking about this stuff. It goes back to just the idea that we don't. You can do anything you want with that. With the paranormal. And that's scary. And the, anything that's scary, you want. man. That's really scary. You can say anything you want. Yeah. And nobody can disprove you. No. And so there's no regulation to this. There's no credibility Thank to you. it, which is very, very sad because it can be a very well, there is. real thing. There, there is. There is. There's groups like MUFON. Well, no, that's MUFON. I'm talking well, the ghost. We can talk about the ghost thing, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah, they, they, that goes right back to what we're saying. Right. There's no regulation. And I'm not saying there has to be some type of, t- you will do what we say no, type of thing. But, but how about some smarts about well, yeah, uh, I, then common sense coming along with it as well? But, you know, I mean, or how do you, how do you, how do you tell that youngster who really, really wants to have an experience like, dude, no, slow down. I mean, I don't want to crush anybody's dreams, but is uh, that's the thing, like, how far are you willing to take this thing? I don't know. I mean, I'm just kind of flying out off the, yeah, off the rails the, here. But, but like, to the point where they're, they're, they're believing any sound they hear then as being, there's no other explanation. No. And when people cannot find, I want to disprove first, although I want the experience, I yeah. want to disprove it first because I do not want to look like an idiot. I no. don't want to be the stupid person claiming, and I don't. I should take that back. I don't like to call anybody stupid. It, it is what they really believe. No, there's, there, and that's the experience they want. That's their perception. Perception it, is everything. Go. Yes, that doesn't mean you're stupid. Uh, it's what you perceive. And I know what I would have perceived 20 years ago, and what I perceive now. If you put me in the same exact situation, they'd be vastly different. However, pro tip. If you go into an abandoned house, well, first off, get permission. So let's assume you have permission to go into an abandoned house. Remember, it's an abandoned house. It's been neglected. It's not been taken care of. Therefore, you're going to hear creaks. The house is going to be weather beaten because a lot of times, yeah, dumb people, dumb people, <laughs> they perceive it to be a good thing to knock windows out. That's dumb. That is very dumb. I digress, though. You're going to hear sounds. Doesn't mean it's a ghost. You're going to feel a breeze. You're going to feel a breeze. You're From those windows a... that were knocked out because yes, by the dumb people. It's, and it's going to be colder outside, usually. And there could be an animal running upstairs in an attic. Yep. Not a ghost. Right. I'm being a bit facetious here. I know. But I mean, but. No. 
but it's pro tip. Please take that. But you're 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 actually what you're doing though is adding to exactly what I was getting at with people and and yeah, yeah. and the inability to to use any amount of logic. What's the phrase? You like this? There's a phrase inserting logic. Oh yeah, well that's your husband. <laughs> it's one of my favorite John lines. Is yeah. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I infused logic into this conversation. <laughs> and I've been, I told you, I've been using that professionally. Johnny since I, Science. I go Johnny into meetings Science. at work and I've said to me, I'm like, oh my God, you're right. I've, inf- I've infused logic into this idea. <laughs> that's why everybody's confused right now. Exactly. Ah! Right? All right. No, it, it, and it's true. You know, it, that's very true. Um, it's so hard. And, you know, there's probably, I, I, I would really like to think there's people out there that, are thinking about the same thing we're thinking about now. We're more or less just bitching about it <laughs> on a little what? podcast. Um, I'm sure, I really hope there's people out there that are taking the reins on this kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it's, really, it's really the point into why I wanted to, you know, even elaborate on that is just yeah. because I want people to be, go ahead and do it. Go ahead and, and do the investigations and dig into it because it is pretty exciting and it's freaking cool. But just... Just use some logic here and be able to try to discredit yourself. You're trying to take it and, and disprove what you're hearing. You'll that's where you're going to find the 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 real well, golden nuggets there and the real you know yeah. cool things. You got to so. know. I think you have to know what your goals are. Right. With this kind of thing, I know when our when we were young, the goal was we we're going to prove something. I'm doing that intentionally. Slam my fist on the thing. We're going to prove something. We're going to go out there and prove it. There's stuff out there. and We'll show people. And uh, like I tell people, you, I mean, a lot of people, I think, start the same way. They start out as a believer. They want to believe something. They want to have that experience. Um, and then they go, and I'm no different, I don't think. They kind of get to the skeptical area of the graph or, or, the, or the, the little tuner here, right? You kind of move up slowly to the skeptical area. And that goes on for a while. And then, unfortunately, and I've been honest about this in the past, and I'll be honest now, um, you go into the cynical area. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I might be tipping that direction. <laughs> <laughs> and the cynical area, the earmarks are very simple. <laughs> um, hey, I got something I want to show you, some pictures I want to show you. If you feel... Like this, you want to run. Well, yeah, that or you feel this <laughs> sensation in your head where it feels like your eyeballs are rolling backwards. Oh, mine usually are. I think You're I cynical. have it under control. You're cynical. <laughs> You're getting cynical. And I um, don't want to be. No, because, you do I. Because I was in that place before. I always try to think, oh. Well, not now. I'm good now. I uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm oh, no. I was just saying at one point I was. I was the person like, did you hear that? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I we swear were all it was singing. Yeah. It had yeah, to be that. Yeah, yeah. And you get so excited yep. and scared all at the same time because it was cool to be scared. Yeah. And we were all in a cemetery but for the first time at one point going, <gasps> this is so cool. It's a roller coaster ride. It's a roller oh my coaster God. ride. And now it's like, ride. oh God. Now, yeah. It's a roller it's like, coaster ride. You're, it's something you've never done before. You're experiencing like, something for the first time. It's yeah. exciting. It is. And it's still exciting when something really does happen or you're really having to sit there and think about it and question it. It's pretty still Oh, yeah. There's a few things I've experienced. I'm like, you don't get that back. You you don't get that. Um, Well, and that's why that brings us to what me and Marnie, why we were up till 2 a.m. 
because the one thing we that, finally got there yeah. after oh, 90 minutes yeah. Oh, yeah. because the All one right. thing that actually still excites me and i think everybody in this room can agree is evp electronic voice phenomenon that's the best when you hear that weird voice that you can't you're like where the what'd you guys get did that come did from last night well, using... Did we get pizza? What? We got no. pizza. We did EVP. get pizza. Oh, EVP. Okay. Um, no, 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 no. So what we were dabbling with is this this idea that um, is around out there called the Estes Method. What? Keep Just going. talk. I'm Why stepping you... away. Oh, you were, he was signing to me. I didn't know what that was. I didn't know that language. That was a middle <laughs> finger. Okay, anyway. Keep, uh, I'm stepping away for a second. Okay. You guys okay. rip. I'll be right back. So, All anyway, right. what Marnie and I were doing was the Estes so. Method. Now, this became popular with a couple that, uh, oh gosh, it's Carl and Connor. And they have a web series out there called The Ghost of the Stanley. And they were sort of the resident ghost hunters of the Stanley Hotel, which is in Estes Park, in a famous oh, shining. Have you been there? No. It's beautiful. You've been there. Uh-huh. Yep. And, um, but that's where Stephen King got his inspiration for The Shining. So anyway, they were sort of the resident ghost hunters and did this web series, um, ghost hunting throughout the halls and rooms of the Stanley. But then they came up with this simple, yep, I'm sure a hardened skeptic can tear it apart. But it's an interesting method of doing spirit communi- quote, air quote, spirit communication with these spirit boxes. So you have this little, it's like SB something seven. I don't, I don't know the number, but it's a tiny little spirit box and it's scanning through. You can choose um, how fast you want it to go, um, AM, FM, and then you blindfold yourself and you put on, okay, I never get this right. If it was noise canceling or noise it's not isolation. Greg I corrected it's, and said it's not canceling. Yeah, it's, it's isolation. isolation. The drummers use these headphones. And granted, Marnie and I were pointing out that we still can, if Marnie's just talking to me with these headphones on i still hear her mm-hmm. she has to bring her voice down almost to a whisper complete whisper complete whisper so i don't even hear now if i just heard mumbling i guess that's fine but yeah i still know marnie's asking a question out there in the air such as like is there anyone here with us would someone like to talk to us today but you would you would subtly pick up on uh, yeah. bits and pieces of sound maybe, and be able to interpret that maybe so it's and then these little blips and voices that I'm supposedly trying to listen for within the, you know, freak, the AM, FM, whatever you're using, going by real fast. Hello. Hi. You know, it sounds like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe, yeah, maybe I hear you kind of go. And you hear that. That's a question. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to do, we're trying to reduce as much human air as possible to see. And of course, now the whole thing with like listening to these voices your brain's always trying to recognize words. Just like when you look at people, look at ghost photos. Your brain's trying to um, matrix or whatever they like to call that, uh, paradelia. You're trying to find something. Your brain's going to go, that's a tree. Just like when you look at clouds. Oh, that's a tree. That's this, whatever. So I think your ears are doing the same thing when you're listening to these spirit boxes. But it's sort of interesting being blindfolded. You got these headphones on. You don't know what's going on around you. And you do zone out. Both of us, when we put those headphones on and that, that blindfold, zoned right out. And there were times when we were, we would write down the words. So I'd say, like, hi. You know, you had a name. You caught two names that was, like, Bob and Debbie. Bob like, and Betty. Yeah, Bob and Betty. And so then I was like, did you guys live here? And then all of a sudden you said, dance. And it's like, I mean, I don't know, whatever. Is this... This is kind of weird. And then there was something. What did I? What did I say? You had said something about the weather. 
And you were like, well, it's snowing. And then I said, like, grow up. Or something yep. like this. It was eerie how sometimes the words match. Oh, just grow up. Oh, just grow up. Because I said, ah, yeah, it's pretty. So I have no idea nice. what Marnie's asking or talking about. I'm just spouting the words that I'm hearing in my headphones if I do hear them. Mm-hmm. And then trying to be completely objective. Like, if you hear a word, just say it. Just say it. Maybe there's a reason why you're hearing that word. I don't know. But it's kind of interesting. And we talked about doing it maybe live on the podcast one time to see if we could actually pull it off or if it would even be interesting. I, I Yeah. You know, I don't know. No idea. But I'm going to keep experimenting with it. And uh, I, I, yeah, I think there could be some um, maybe equipment changes a little bit, um, different headset. Yeah. I mean, maybe if there is something that completely blocks out, like I can't hear anything. Well, yeah, I think I have some at home that I, I, I think are going to be a little bit because I can change the setting on them to reduce. Yeah, the, the ones for shooting. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the fact that this little, de- this particular device, the one that everyone seems to be using right now, does not it get it's loud. But then when you go to the scan mode, when it starts going, blah, 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 the volume reduces greatly. And then you're like, oh my god, you know. And you're, I need it to be louder. And then that would really block out a lot more sound. See, we were both using a very, it was pretty fast. Yeah, the speed it was, was a, set yeah. Fast. I yeah. do better with a slower speed. Okay. Just because you're still getting sound, you're still getting bits and pieces of words coming yeah. through from that, those different yeah. frequencies. And that will, it, you can start to perceive a word without really hearing the word. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You can make a word. And, and, the, so. and the less syllables, the more, like, we keep hearing Tom. Now, Tom's our... We want to hear. We want to hear that. Uh, yeah, but it's so easy to hear. Exactly. It's so easy to hear those one syllable words compared to like a whole sentence. But I am going to say when we did hear it, yeah, Tom, yeah, not the name Tom, yeah, but Tom, yeah. Um, there was no mistaking the voice because he had a very distinct voice. Are you talking about in Petoskey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was another time when we were uh, doing a spirit box session, and all of a sudden we heard Marn. And that's what Tom always called Marnie. And the tone, everything. The voice. It it was weird. That one was was weird. weird. And we both looked at, we shot, we both looked at each other like, whoa. You know, like. We heard it. Yeah. He did it a couple times. What was that? So I don't know. That could be a future show, Spirit Box. Right. Anyway, so it got me head in that direction. But yeah, sitting and listening to those things, I, you know, I would say words that I heard, but then I still had that little bit of doubt did i piece together a word yeah i know or perceive a word always because these blips of half words are coming through yeah and and you and again like how we, we were saying earlier you want to have an experience you want to hear something you do i want to hear something go hey remember how you doing oh i want my it God. to be real yeah it was fat albert yeah, i was so, gonna say you you, you want to hear from fat albert. <laughs> <laughs> so i i want to hear something and that's why i'm not spooked out to do it and i i don't I like it. I'm kind of uh, interested in dabbling in it. and if It is very cool. It's cool. and This all happened while I was passed out. Yeah, Scott was sleeping. Was and we were sleeping. like I was whispering and being I, all weird. I had, to go to, I had to go down for the long the long nap last night. I was pretty wiped out. Well, then I went and got Monkey. Because Marnie was like. Are you fucking with Monkey? My creepy antique That's the worst, monkey. man. No, well, you don't mess with Monkey. She, Marnie's monkey. like, that thing's looking at me. I swear to God, that thing I, just moves his eyes. Creepy. He, he has swear his eyes move. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So then Marnie's sitting there like. Our buddy totally... Keith, won't, he, when he, our, he's in Florida now, but he, when he, used to, he used to hang out here a lot. He wouldn't 
I had to move. We had to put it away. Yeah, I had to move monkey from. He crashed on the couch and he forty-some-year-old man. Yeah, he have to put it away. He's like, you, you gotta put that thing oh, away. Oh, that thing. I wouldn't want to. I told you, don't let me find that Aww. thing in the bedroom in the morning. He's a sweetie. <laughs> No, oh, he's but your then Marty was sitting there, you know, blindfolded with headphones. So I snuck away and then I went and got monkey. And I think I heard you say one word and I remembered it, wrote it down right away. But as, you didn't say anything until I sat back down. And then I was and then I sat down with monkey and I'm waiting because I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if suddenly she just went monkey? Like, oh, and then she takes off the blinders and I'm sitting there with monkey. <laughs> like, those are kind of cool validations. But then you took off like as soon as I sat down, you were like tap out and like you came back. And I, I was like, I, damn it. it. Go back probably, under. I probably felt monkeys. Go back under. Presence. Yeah, that thing, something's looking at me. <laughs> the thing has an aura. It really does have an aura. It does. It creeps me out. I don't know why we keep that thing in the house. Oh, hell no. She that, loves her monkey, though. That uh-uh. don't even talk about kicking monkey out. No. Well, he's got to start kicking up a little bit here. <laughs> No. <laughs> Him and Cupie? Who the hell is paying all the bills around here? This Him is ridiculous. Him and Cupie on the couch. So why, why isn't Monkey in your room? I, he likes the couch. He likes Netflix. So this thing does have an aura and have an energy about it that she he knows. He likes to watch likes people. Netflix. He likes to see what's yeah. going on. <laughs> creepy. He enjoys TV. He likes TV. He's creepy. No. Yeah. He needs to start kicking up some rent or he's out of here. All right. Well, how about we get out of here? I'm not leaving. This is my house. I know. I mean the show. Oh, you want to leave? Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not going to leave. No, we're not leaving anywhere. No. <laughs> that was good. I that got was... kind of an established situation here, and I don't want to leave. <laughs> Thank you to... Uh, yeah, we were going to leave the house to Monkey. <laughs> yes, just leave the house. Uh, no, seriously, thank you to Mr. Bill Konkoleski and the wonderful Michigan MUFON people for having us today. Uh, we had a really great time, and... As you guys can tell, we learned a lot. We did. It's very cool. And thank you for taking me, by the way. No, no problem. It was awesome. We were just kind of going there and had room. So. Well, thanks. Not a big deal. Right. <laughs> we had fun. It was cool. Um, I don't know when we're going to be back. When are we going to be back? I, I don't, don't know. know. Do we have any plans whatsoever? No. I don't know. It's kind of weird doing shows when we're not drinking. Why? I don't know. Just the coffee. I don't feel good. like I, I resent something I said. You know, the thing is, is you you think it'd be different when I when I have we sometimes we have a few drinks because we're doing you know people are over just hanging out. Let's, let's let's tape a show. I think I get more wound up when I drink. I yeah. I you said, I got up. censored once. There's actually a part of Ghost Like Talk that got edited because I got censored. Well, it's because you were you were out of control. I was not. You out were of going control. nuts, <laughs> and we're just gonna leave it at that. You were nuts. I'm like oh my, you gotta, we're not. stopping. We're done. with I this was drink. not. I was just getting. But political. the point. I mean, I find myself. Um, getting being more wound up when we when we have a few drinks. Where tonight, yeah, a couple cups of coffee. Tonight, you're more introspective. But I think also, like, <laughs> well, yeah, I spent an hour freezing my ass off. I mean, to the point where my fingers were hurting. I mean, I think I already said that maybe part of it too is that I'm just more mellow right now because yeah, you make yourself suffer like that for an hour. Your body tends to want to relax a little bit. Well, I fell asleep in the back seat of your car on the way back. Oh, you did? I, to didn't know that. I was out. You were out? Oh, yeah. I had no idea. I was so happy I wasn't snoring. But so when we got back here, and I did have that one drink as soon as we got here. Yeah, yeah. And then I started to get really groggy. And we ate dinner, and then I was like, oh, my gosh. I feel so much. This this pepped me up. Yeah, yeah. So now I want to drink. coffee, too. I want to drink. (laughs) Well, then. I think we'll call it it a night here. Um, This is a... 
Bonnie hasn't. Well, yeah, we mentioned Bonnie earlier. Uh, she's not here for this show. She'll be back probably next time, though. It's kind of we're we're all kind of all over the place, and we're here when we can be here, I guess. Um, so yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks again to the Michigan Mufon people. We'll call it a night here. This has been Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott, Amber, Marnie. Yay. Bye. <laughs> oh, whatever, dude. <laughs> Ghostly Talk! Version 3.0. Did they ever say this to him?